You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Love Job Podcast. I am Reese Ray. And I am T. And we have a guest here with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is O'Neal. Everybody just called me um, Light Skin Jamaican because, you know, this Life? it is what it is. That's why that's your name. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense, huh? Got it. It went over my <laughs> It went over my head. Okay. So, we are very we are very happy to have you on. It's been quite a while since we've had a, a male guest yeah. on our podcast, but you know, welcome. And, you know, we look forward to getting into the topics hand. So what we usually like to do before we actually get into the show, we like to talk about what we have been up to in our dating life, love life, lack thereof, and life. When life be life. Life be life. So um, the last time that we record, it was before my birthday and my graduation. So since then, I have um, turned the good old, uh, I want to call it, I ain't going to say late 30s, but mid 30s. I'm in my mid 30s now. Um, I am now uh, a graduate of UMSL, which I am um, excited about because uh, I kind of, you know, counted myself self out. I didn't think when I first started that program, it's a um, accelerated program. So I didn't think that I was qualified to be there. But um in the months, well the two years and the months into it, uh I realized that that position was for me. Um so it's been that working. Um yeah I know I'm still at the hotel overnight which it's been eventful because um, drunk people, drunk white people, and then you got drunk black people. Because I didn't, oh, well, T, I didn't tell you, but a girl decides to put her hands on me, like, t- t- touch me in the breast region. So she got knocked a few feet, and she'll be all right. Uh, still doing my trucking. Uh, I'm still somebody mama. She decided she wants to be um an artist so her new nickname is ray hendrick um but otherwise that and as far as dating um i'm seeing some a few people oh well i mean i respect it yeah and 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 it's not like i'm not taking nobody serious until you show me that i should take you serious so as of right now um me in my mid-30s is having fun it is what it is. If you don't like it, then step up or step away. It's up to you. Um, I did some sucker shit the other day, though. I'm going to just say this. I was missing somebody, and I text them. But thank God for the unsend button. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if he saw it or not. Um, I don't care if he saw it or not. But, yeah, oh, well. But that's all that's been happening with me. What's about you, T? Well, as for me, um, I am almost two months into the the new gig and still learning. Actually spoke to the first angry person in years today. And I was like, what? Hold up now. I'm not used to that anymore. Because when I worked in the care center, uh, every other call was somebody angry. So, you know, still settling into that. It's more flexibility with this role 
and um, I get the, the option to work hybrid. So work from home two days a week in the office three days a week. So that's been cool, you know, to do that. Um, ran into my work hubby, just thanked him for helping me get prepared for the interview and me, you know, actually getting the job. So I thanked him for for that. And now he's, you know, trying to make a, a new move. And so I kind of like follow his career path when he moves to something new, I'll be looking into getting to, into the next role. Um, as far as my dating life, I guess I'm back at square one uh, from earlier in the year. Uh, the last situation I thought that, you know, it would have lasted a little bit longer, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Communication has either been lackluster to no communication whatsoever. So what do you do? You chuck your deuces and move on um have homecoming in a couple of weeks looking forward to spending time with my girls like always and uh i'm be on the prowl see see what's out there because you know quite a few men gonna be looking for their second wife i'm open for that being your second wife but not your second baby mom but uh yeah so that should be fun but like no seriously i'm just looking forward just to mixing and mingling with people that i know from school trying to slowly but surely get back out there as far as broadening my horizons because all i do is go to work go to supermarket go to cvs every once in a while target home depot and that's it um, so I'm just trying to slowly but surely get back out there. Has take some things um, seriously as far as on the home front. What I needed, you know, to prioritize things better. Mm-hmm. So once I get that under wraps, I'll be back outside. But this is also that time of the year for me, and I'll let you know, no, because <laughs> it gets colder, and I ain't gonna be outside. Sorry, but um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's all I say. You know, uh, Reese and me chatted a little bit more in detail about the dating thing, so that's all I'll share on the pod. Um, I like I said, I guess I'm back to square one. I don't know if he listens to the pod or not, but uh, I mean, I put the ball in your court and you chose to <laughs> travel. I <laughs> fumbled. He traveled and yeah. the ref caught you. You wouldn't have slide. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So, you know, usually I be in my Carl Thomas emotional feelings about it, but it is what it is. So I'm, I'm learning that as well, as far as like in a dating game, like sometimes that stuff like that happens. You don't want it to happen. You don't like for that to happen, but sometimes it happens. But the most important thing is you not to wallow in. You just continue to keep it moving. So, I mean, I look in the mirror, the ass still fat, face still pretty. (laughs) Um, Uh, So, hey, it is what it is. Like, I'm that girl. What do I really say? Gorilla say, um, pussy still good. There we go. <laughs> That's what Glorilla said. You know, I'm just gonna say what said. That's okay. So yeah, so just basically just just knowing who I am. Like I said, um, I don't know what Beyonce Giselle knows Carter put in that album, but uh definitely be having women filling themselves ten like times to- more. Hey. So uh and Ari Lennox, because cause that Age Sex Location album is it, honey. She did that. So between those two albums, I just be in my bag. And, you know, it feels good. Deep in my bag. In my duffel. Real hard. Needy. <laughs> Needy. So tell us about you, Mr. Um, Light Skin Jamaican. 
<laughs> All right. So, you know, born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, moved to New York, uh, lived in New York for a long time, worked in corporate America there for a bit, you know, dated, loved all that stuff in New York, you know, then after a while, recently, I moved to, you know, moved down here to Maryland. Um, it funny is that funny is like, I moved down here, I was here for like a year and change, you know, focusing on, you know, getting a new gig, getting a place, all that stuff. Finally, you know, things settled down more or less than the pandemic hit two years in the crib, which is fine by me. But then, you know, now the place is, you know, open back up. So it's now trying to get, you know, up and running, trying to just date and mm-hmm. find all that, you know, get my foot in, in, you know, in this city, like New York, I was in my element, you know, so I was good, you know, and now it's a different animal. The people are different, you know, everything is different. So it's just get trying to get accustomed to, you know, living down here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly simple, man. I go to work, I come home and I chill. I stay out of the way. I do my thing when I need to. And pretty much that's it. I, I work at a nonprofit, uh, public health nonprofit. So, you know, looking out for people. Um, and, you know, just a regular dude, man. I just, I'm out here trying to do me, trying, you know, you know, trying to not cause too many problems and trying not to have, you know, to, you know, be a, a decent human being and not do too much and, you know, be an asshole out here to people. Cause you know, shit, you know, people be getting hurt and shit and you can't be doing too much. So just chilling and just relaxing. That's it. All right. And so the, the topics that we're going to discuss today are so timely, just simply because right before we started recording this evening, there have been not one, not two, but three divorce announcements. The first news that broke, we're going to prioritize it. So the most important one that we saw was Tia Mari and Corey Hardwick. And I was very surprised to see that announcement because to me, um, just saying Tia, she always prioritizes family, mm-hmm. um, just like family goals. I love her, um, her TikToks and reels that she does on social media. So I was very much surprised to see that announcement from her. She's the one who filed for irreconcilable differences oh wow Um, yeah so uh uh, whatever she said that nigga did he did that shit he guilty as fuck so uh i'm not sure what it is like like uh quick joke it's funny to me because tia never missed an opportunity to tell us exactly how broke Corey was when they first got together she actually picked him up from a bus stop yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah so she never missed an opportunity to tell us how broke he was not in a in an evil way but yeah. just to say you know she was there with him in the trenches and so you know very unfortunate but if he did something foul, then you did what was best for you and your children. Uh, the next one, we'll just briefly talk about it because it's been at least about two weeks now. Uh, Ime with uh, Nia Long. And actually, she ain't had nothing to do with it. He was just being foul on yeah. the Celtics yeah. and dealing with bleach demons 
on the Celtics and um, power dynamics was, you know, very big at play. So, you know, it was, it's very sad to see that for Nia alone because she is not somebody who's caught up in like scandals and stuff like that. She's been scandal free for all this time. And, you know, for that to happen, you know, it's very unfortunate. So we wish her the best. Uh, Next on the docket for, announcing their divorce is Miguel and his uh, soon-to-be ex-wife, Nas. Now, they had filed for divorce not that long ago. They had reconciled, but now she has chosen to file for divorce again for the same reasons as Tia. So knowing Miguel, he was out there probably doing some foul shit and she just had enough. Um, They had been together for a very long time. So, you know, unfortunate for that. And last and certainly least is <laughs> Tom Brady yeah. and Giselle. But we kind of saw this happening uh, with him coming from out of retirement, going back into playing football. Um, he was tired of them kids, tired of Giselle, when he should be grateful that he's even with her because she stopped her back early at the height of her career to be a, a wife and a mother. So, prayers down to Tom Brady. You know, we don't, we don't really care too much about Tom Brady, especially when we talk about football. <laughs> football scenes, we don't really care about Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. Giselle, get your money, girl. Do what you need to do uh, for what's best for you and your children. So, Reese had brought this conversation up a little while ago. She had wanted to discuss how uh, dating and marriages have changed over the years. And so because we like to have some facts backed with us, this is from an article for Pew Research Center. 65% of single women looking to date say they have experienced at least one of six harassing behaviors in the survey from someone they were dating or had been on a date with. Some of the harassing behaviors or includes touched them in a way that made them feel uncomfortable or rumors being spread about their sexual history. And this is in comparison to 50% of men who are single and looking. Women are also likely to see risk, both physical and emotional, when it comes to dating. Men cited in the last 10 years, technology has made it harder for them to date. Overall, 47% of Americans say dating is now harder than it was 10 years ago, while 19% says it's easier and 33% says it's about the same. 65% of the overall public says the increased focus on sexual harassment and assault in the last few years has made it harder for men to interact with someone that they're on a date with. 24% says it hasn't made a difference. 9% says that it becomes easier for men to know how to behave. 43% of women said it makes it harder for them to interact with someone they're on a date with, while 38% said it hasn't made much of a difference. And 53% of dates said it's challenging to find someone looking for the same type of relationship. 46% say that there's difficulty in approaching people and 43% cited trouble finding someone who meets their expectation. So, Reese, when... You look at dating and marriage and how it has changed over time. What are some of the the key things that you've noticed have changed over time? Um, one is um uh, like the availability with social media. You it's like you can see them, but like you seeing them in a different light because some people are different on social media than they are in person. Not all people, just some people. Um, and then you have where you can see like. 
you can see what they're like. Let's say I'm dating Alex and Alex live across town. But, you know, instead of us texting, he'll text me every few minutes. Or if I don't reply back to him, he'll like, oh, well, let me go to her social media. Like stuff like that, I feel like breaks into it. Um, then as far as dating, you get a lot of conversations, especially on social media, where dudes like, well, I don't have to take you on a date to get to know you. Then how the fuck you gonna get to know me, nigga? Like, come on now. Like, you're you not gonna get to know me through a text message. Because through a text message, you're gonna think I got an attitude. On the phone, you're gonna think I got an attitude because of my tone. You have to see me in person. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm different from a text message and a phone. But things can be definitely misconstrued from a text message as a phone talk as opposed excuse me to a, a phone call um it could be taken different um as opposed to a phone call from an in-person conversation so uh and then i don't think that people um people aren't realistic in their um aren't realistic realistic in their goals of people so um i had a friend earlier today on social media she made a post um i asked her could i share it i'm about to read it to y'all Give me one moment. She said, um, I'm so happy I got to experience a real marriage and real love. Today, people are so superficial and love is based on what you can do for the other person and attractiveness is based on label. Nice. Um, she said, that nigga loved me when I had no ass and eyebrows and sleeping on my auntie couch. I didn't have to fake or pretend anything. We stayed born. His mama and his uncle Carter Kiki. Now nigga got to drive a Lambo or a motherfucker not interested for um the first b-day in a relationship you want a louis vuitton bag or some uh red bottoms yeah i post things on her more than you claim to look uh you post i don't know what she meant well i know what she meant but basically you post your things on social media to claim that's how somebody love you child if i'm single for the rest of my life i'm cool i got married uh built the family fought for that family and now i'm a bomb single mom uh, learning to love me and live for me and i'm cool with that some of you all would never know real love uh that doesn't exist without a price or conditions and that's true because yeah. you it's like if you don't have xyz i ain't fucking like i ain't saying you gotta have a lambo but just make sure like don't come to me on the obama shit and yo you got a hole in the bottom of your floor because then my feet dragging and it's like the flintstone <laughs> And and I'm not saying that you got to have a big mansion, but have your own place, you know, keep keep it. A, most, I ain't going to say most men, most men that I've run across that are single, their um, homes that they have, they look nice. But everybody wants to know, oh, well, what you bring to the table? Well, a man want to know what you bring to the table. Like, what do you bring to the table? Otherwise, the table that you claim that you got. Because you can have all of these things and have a whack personality. Um, you can have money and still be, you could be tra a trash person. So dating is just, because when, when I could say, like when I was younger, going on dates, dude pick you up. Now, like you can't even have a dude pick you up. I low-key don't be wanting dudes to know where I live in. So this is just me um do pick you up y'all go out have a good time have drinks and whatever you decide to do um afterwards that's between you and your body but i can't tell you the last time dude be like oh, i'm gonna come pick you up or I, I can't tell you the last time dudes actually they actually think that they're not supposed to take you on a date and you're supposed to be okay with it. and, and me, not, can i not, jump in here real quick go ahead and you know i just you know 
it, 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 it's hard out here for everybody. I know that. And, you know, the main thing for a lot of women, y'all have to worry about y'all safety. And that's paramount. And uh, that's, you know, a lot of these niggas out here is crazy, right? And they feel entitled to, you know, like the women's bodies or they owe them some shit or whatever, right? Even if they, you know, they buy them a Happy Meal, they feel like, yo, I bought you, a, uh, you know, made you supersized, you, you owe me this, whatever, right? All right. But, you know, a lot of times out here, you know, these, you know, like you said, dudes don't, it's been a while since somebody asked, like, yo, I'm coming to pick you up. A lot of times, you know, dudes nowadays know they can't ask that because that's a red flag because like, yo, why are you trying to know where I live? So it's it's this catch 22 that we have to navigate this, this minefield of like, you know, what can we do without sounding like a creep, but still show that we're interested, you know, and I'm just talking about like regularness, like, because you do have some cornballs out there that's not trying to take you out, that's not trying to really date you, they're just trying to smash, like, yo, I got Netflix, come through, that's, you know, that's a whole different, I'm just talking about regular dudes right now, mm-hmm. but if a dude's really trying to date somebody, they, there's a there's a live minefield that we got to navigate to not, you know, like, you know set off these you know these supposed red flags like oh he trying to know where i live it's way too early for that i got it i gotta dead him and you're like yo i'm just trying to come pick you up you know and i've i've heard stories and i've i know people who you know been on dates with women and being a gentleman and the chicks are like yo this shit is weird i can't deal with this like glad you know i was talking to this chick and her brother went on a date right he called you know set the time to pick her up, you know, to, to pick her up. He shows up at her crib and he walks up to, walks up to the door, get out of the car, walk up to the door, ring the doorbell. She was like, Oh, you could have called me. I would have came out. He was like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm trying to meet you at your door. He walks around, opens her door for, for her, you know, walks around the car, gets in, drives to the restaurant, gets to the door, opens the restaurant door, pulls out her chair. And she was like, yo, this shit is weird. What are you doing? Da, 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 da. And, you know, eventually she was just like, yo, I can't take this. I'm out. And she leaves. You know, so it's it's one of those things where sometimes you have to manage being a nice guy and an asshole because some women once, you know, it's like there's a delicate balance. And, you know, it, it's weird out there it, for both men and women. It's, it's definitely weird out there. And, you know, you got a whole lot. It's a whole lot of corny niggas, but there's a lot of corny chicks out there, too. Very. Um, <laughs> no, I, so, I, you know, it's just like a lot. I, I'm just saying, but it's just you know, I'm not trying to, definitely not trying to pick up, make it, make dudes sound like we're the saints or we're the victims here or whatever. You know, definitely not that. But it's like dating has become so weird nowadays. Like you, if you put, if you try to put too much effort into anything, you get shut down and you know, get screenshot and like, look at this corny nigga and you know, stuff like that. If you, you know, if you call too, you know, if you call, you know, too early, oh, this nigga thirsty. It's it, it it's weird out there for everybody. And, you know, it's it. I, I don't know. It's just it's it's seriously weird out there. What I will say um, how dating has changed over time is that a lot of people want to skip the whole courting process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to go straight to relationship type stuff because I feel once you have established a relationship or you dating exclusively, y'all can do the Netflix and chill thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. right off the bat, that's not something that should be established and a lot of men get upset about it. Not all men, but a lot of men do. So yeah, I don't correct. I don't believe not just for safety reasons, 
But I don't believe trying to invite a woman to your house to cook dinner for her as a first date is a great idea. That's not great at all. Mm-hmm. That is so not creative. And I also, and I know some people would disagree with this. I don't feel that going to the movies is a is a good date. Nah, nah, nah. Not on the first date, nah. <laughs> yeah, you can't talk in a movie. Like, and if you do, people will be mad. Like, why are you talking? This is a movie. Mm. Like, if y'all, maybe if y'all go out to dinner either before the movie or after the movie, maybe. But I just like now as I'm getting older, going to the movies is just not a first. It's not a great first date for you to have. But yes, the art of courting a woman is lost. lost. Like if a woman, she likes flowers. Like a lot of men, like what am I going to get you flowers for? All they're going to do is die anyway. And there are some women who don't like flowers, but it's all about having that conversation with the person that you're interested in. So Yes, if you were to get flowers for for a woman who's not into flowers, of course she's going to be like, why did you get me this? I don't want no flowers. But if a woman expresses like, you know, I really love flowers or this is my favorite flower and you're paying attention and you really want to impress this woman that you're dating, then yeah, you're going to want to do that. But I just feel that overall, that's how dating has changed. When I maybe watch something on television or maybe have an opportunity to talk to my elders, they really court. Not saying that their relationship was paramount and the be-alls and all because they had their own issues. But they knew how to court. They just, the art of conversation has been lost. Like recently mentioned. Let me just real, just touching that. That right there is key right there. The art of conversation. And, you know, a lot of everything stems from that. So, you know, people don't know like, you know, the whole like, oh, she likes what type of flowers and all that because they don't talk anymore. Like they talk, but they don't have real conversations. People are just like, you know, it's like, what's your favorite color? What, you know, what's your favorite sexual position? Like bullshit counts. There's no substance behind their conversations. You remember back in the days when motherfuckers be like, you know, like laid up, foot up on the, 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 the wall on the phone talking for like eight hours and shit. Like, that's because you, you you were into that person. You was trying to get to know them. You learned their mannerisms, how they talk, you know, what makes them laugh, what makes them cry. Y'all would talk about everything. But because nobody's having conversations no more, that doubt trickles down and affects dating. Absolutely. Yeah. So with the art of conversation, you, you raise a great point. And I was going to get into that, that there are a lot of people who primarily communicate by text message. And yeah. as Reese mentioned, that, that things can get misconstrued in text message because the tone of your text message, somebody might feel some type of way about that. Like, what do you mean by that? Whereas if you're having a conversation with someone, you can actually gauge better where they're coming from. And I have not had one of those type of conversations where you're on the phone for hours with anybody I have dated in years. The last time I've had a hours long conversation with somebody that was my first love and we're cool. Like we've known each other since like 95, like we're just cool. And we just, one time just was on the phone for like almost four hours, just busting it up, laughing, catching up all those years that we had lost. And it, it was refreshing, even though this was not someone that I wanted to pursue romantically again later in life and vice versa. We were just having conversation. And that's something that is that is missing. And O'Neill, you made a great point. A lot of men will miss out on someone that they could date exclusively by being sexual too soon. Oh, okay. Mm. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so um, the last 
I guess you could say semi-serious situation that um, I was dealing with. Remember, I was telling the guy we was going on nice dates and all this other stuff. We would have conversations that would be two, three, even one conversation was five hours. What the fuck we had to talk about in five hours? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it or whatever. And the reason why I liked him was because he didn't bring up sex. He didn't bring it up for real, for real. Like we'll tap into it just in, in conversation. But as far as like, you you got dudes that'll come to you and be like, um, well, yeah, I just can't wait to uh, have have my have my face between your legs. Just, just something like that. Like a dude who does not bring up sex so quickly, like you won. But dudes be... Oh, yeah, I just can't wait to... uh, i love to get you from behind. You won't. You ain't. (laughs) I ain't got time. Nope, I'm good. And those old conversations where you, like, you switch your positions, your feet on the wall, like, you sitting on the kitchen counter and stuff like that, you don't really have them anymore um, because, like, everybody wants to text. And text text is cool. Like, if you want to send me a meaningful text, like... If I'm on your mind throughout the middle of the day or, you know, sometimes I can't say guys are a little bit shyer than women. So they may, you know, they be, I want to tell you this when I was just in your face, but, you know, I had to get up the urge and say it. So, I'm, so you text it to me. Cool. But just a whole full blown conversation of you want me to send you a four page letter during the conversation? Like, no. So Pick I see why dudes. Yeah, I see why dudes. Uh, a girl is sending a dude a long ass text message and his reply is okay. I, I low key, I see why. Cause it, yeah, I, I, like and to I'm I'm such a big conversationalist. I love like I hate hearing myself talk. I hate my voice, but at the same time, I you know like you sitting down and having a meaningful conversation with somebody. That shit because it's for my selfish reason. Um, is a lot of people could fake the funk for a little bit, but if you get them talking enough and you pay attention to what they're saying, you will find out who they really are. And, you know, people end up in fucked up situations, you know, dating people that's not right for them because one, they don't pay attention when the person talk, but two, and most importantly, they're not having real conversations. They're having these superficial conversations and they're not talking about anything with substance. So you, you know, like, and, and, also, when it comes to dating, people don't want to talk on the phone because texting is more convenient because they could talk to multiple people at once. I could shoot her a quick message, then switch over to this conversation, shoot, shoot this person another message, shoot this person. Another. And, you know, it's a it's it's just convenient. People nowadays have short attention span. Nobody wants to talk on the phone and basically focus on this one person. Everybody is like, all right, if we text in, I could be, you know, surfing you know, social media, I could be watching my crime stories, I could be doing this, whatever. So everybody's multitasking. And that um, hurts the process also, because nobody's focusing on each other. And everybody wants to feel the love, like everybody loves getting the ego stroked, you know, so everybody, you know, the woman wants to feel like, damn, he spent four hours on the phone with me, he must really be feeling me, he must not be having nobody else, you know, blah, blah, blah. And dudes be like, yo, yeah, shorty personality is good. Like I was able to talk to her for four hours and it just flowed and it was a force and all that stuff. Like a lot could stem from mm-hmm. a conversation, a real conversation, not just like, yo, did you see Love and Hip Hop last night? Like, you know, that's, yeah, y'all could talk about that mm-hmm. too, but y'all want to have conversations about substance between y'all at first. 
then you know obviously shit you know y'all run out of shit to talk about so you go all over the place but i just i'm so big on conversation i really think that hurts dating because people don't know each other and because they could text each other they be like, well, we texting right now. We don't have to talk. We don't have to hang out. You could just come over. And we watch a t- watch a movie and all that shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you better talk to me about love and Maritonsville, like. <laughs> but um, so like with some of the stats that was shared, like okay, so let's start with how forty seven percent of Americans say dating is harder than it was ten years ago. And for men, they cited that in the last 10 years, technology has made it harder for them to date. And I kind of like want to know who exactly, like what demographic did they interview for that? Because I feel like technology has made it easier for a lot of people yep. because as O'Neill mentioned, it's so convenient. Like you can be talking to multiple people or doing multiple things at one time. And once we get into the whole realm of social media slash online dating it makes it easy because you have all of these multiple people at your disposal and you can just simply just swipe left or swipe whatever mm-hmm. on them and if it's a match then you can have conversations so i like yes i'm very curious to know even though they didn't say in the article what demographic that they interviewed but more than likely they were white yeah. <laughs> but also um what was mentioned was about how some men feel that it's harder now because they don't know how to really interact with me because of the me too movement and what i have seen and to this day when i mean to this day october 4th 2022 because we're recording on tuesday when you hear this episode to be friday that a lot of men have outed themselves for if you didn't actually um or were trigger warm you didn't actually rape a woman you have assaulted her in some way and so now since you are aware that a lot of things you did made a woman feel uncomfortable now you feel like you don't know how to interact with women when you need to quit being a creep yes quit being a uh, a creep and actually treat women with respect just like you want to be treated with respect and that like when it really blew up because first of all a black woman started that whole me too movement and then white women co-opted it and that's why it is now like they always do exactly so ugly turds the bleach demons the yeast yetis the flower roaches the sour cream satans girl girl (laughs) so when i remember having a conversation with somebody i knew from school and he had mentioned how he didn't know how to really approach a woman anymore or interact with women anymore because of the Me Too movement. I was like, why would that be the case unless you was doing things that made a woman feel uncomfortable in the first place? Because first of all, number one, you should always be asking for consent, even down to hugging somebody, touching them, you know, whether it's their hand, their shoulder, whatever. Ask them, is it okay if I touch you, you know, is it okay if I give you a hug? And also you need to look at people, pay attention to people's body language because you could tell when somebody don't want you to touch them or, or be near them like that. You should be able to use your peripherals to know that like, don't go there with that person. Right. Like, you know, proceed with 
caution. But that definitely really pulled a lot of men's cards and maybe some women as well, because there have been women who have also mentioned like just because it's another woman and not in a sexual way, but just because it's another woman, she might not want you to playfully like like a slap on her butt or whatever like that. Like it was just an eye opener for a lot of different behaviors that people had done for so long and nobody had actually said, hey, you know, like when you do this or when you say that, that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because some people might laugh in a situation and you might think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's really because that's a defense mechanism for them because they don't really know how to react to tell you like, full stop, please don't, do- mm-hmm. please don't say that. So I just, like I said, I find it very interesting to hear men say that because I'm like, it's obvious you was doing stuff or saying stuff that made women feel uncomfortable. So like, stop being a creep, stop being a jerk and pay attention to body language. I'm just real quick. I got to jump in here. Like I got to play devil's advocate a little bit. And, you know, I do get what you're saying. But there are definitely some guys that's genuinely like, yo, I don't want to be a creep. So I don't know like what's acceptable or what's not. And, you know, not, you know, let me preface this by saying I'm not putting any blame on any woman for anything that any guy has done. Right. I'm definitely not a touchy feely guy to strange women or women I don't know. But, you know, the running joke, like depending on your level of attractiveness, you tell a woman at work that dress looks nice on her. If you're ugly, it's sexual harassment. If you if you look good, it's a compliment. And yeah, it's kind of a joke, but you know, it's one of those things that is is kind of des- destructive to, you know, you know, women's, you know, but I will say this. I I I have noticed that, you know, like me personally, I won't compliment, you know, any woman at work that I'm not, you know, I don't know. Like I I don't care how good you look. I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't want to make, you know, stare. I don't want, I definitely don't stare. I'm not trying to look at you too long because to make you feel uncomfortable and all that stuff. You have to navigate these things. And it's, if you're a decent person, it's easy to not be a creep. But I, I will say just to play devil's advocate as the guy in the in the room, you know, sometimes it does get a little bit tricky to what can I say? What can't I say? And not necessarily the guy, you know, being a creep, you know, and showing it off or whatever that's that's all okay. i was you know, I, i'll say I'll, I'll say this that even if you're not sure ask yeah no definitely that's just that simple mm-hmm. ask or wait for her sometimes women are vocal they'll tell you straight up like i don't like this or i'd rather you not try to compliment me because it makes me feel uncomfortable but it's all about again I think that some men don't have social cues, (laughs) but you just have to ask if you're not sure. When I don't know something, I ask questions. Even when it comes to men, like I said, a lot of women might not feel like, oh, I don't need my consent. I could do whatever I want because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I ask ask questions like, um, is this okay? Even when it comes to sending those five attachments. Is it okay if I send this to you? If not, I can send it with the uh <laughs> what's that effect, Reese, on iPhone? Uh damn. Uh invisible. Invisible ink. Yes. No. I, like, is it okay? Because if not, I send it to you invisible ink. <laughs> Five attachments. But yes, I just feel that a simple conversation, you know, you'll be able to know this. And and if you're unable to have that conversation, then go with your gut. And if your gut say 
absolutely not, then follow your gut. If you definitely can't have the conversation with a person, you definitely shouldn't be touching the person because that's that right there is is key. And you know, like I, you know, women have definitely walked up to me and hugged me and all that stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay, I don't really know you, but cool. You know, it's it's one of those things, and it's definitely makes things a little bit tricky. And especially when it comes to dating and stuff, I I get what they're trying to say in the you know, but a lot like you said, a lot of these a lot of these dudes are creeps or worse. Not worse, but a lot of them are cornballs. And like you said, they just can't pick up on social cues. So if you're out with a chick and you're corny, yeah, she's going to be standoffish and she's going to be leaning back and like, you know, not warm and inviting and all that stuff. So they can't pick up on those social cues. And, you know, she you don't force and try to, to push up on her and all that stuff. But it's also one of those things where with conversation, this solves it. But you do like you do have few women out there that once like if you ask them yo can i give you a hug they look at you like you're corny what you mean no. you know they're they're one you know so it's a conversation changes that i was yeah. so that's that that's why you know to me that i always said you know conversation is important so but it's it's just it's weird out there. i keep saying that but it's weird out there. i have stories man and but it's 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 just people have to talk and get consent and know the person they're with yeah that's um going back to the work thing we actually just had that happen down at the hotel um dude to me he was the creep because he just used to like creep around the corner and and it, it just it led to something that had been going on and nobody knew because nobody said nothing so um when i started working there like the supervisor just blandly was like you know if you feel uncomfortable with him let me know and I was like, that's kind of weird to say, but okay. And he would tell jokes and he'd like hit me on the hit me on the shoulder. And I had to tell him, like, quit fucking touching me. And I said it like that. And it probably was mean. But at the same time, like every time you tell one of these corny ass dad jokes, you gotta hit me on my shoulder. Stop touching me. Quit fucking touching me. So um just so happened, uh, one of the young ladies uh in the restaurant that's under the hotel he ended up touching her but he always used to say inappropriate things to her um and she just happened to be doing her job and he comes up behind her and touch her and um she told she got sick of it and told but then when she told you got a flu of other women that coming yeah and it's like and i i mean he wasn't cute to me so I wasn't paying no attention. But like you said, um, if he cute, then it's a compliment. If he ugly, then it's harassment. I don't even feel like it was that. It's just, it was just awkward and weird. Like, yeah. sir, go do your job and leave me alone. So now you without a job because you want to be a freak. And he I feel like it's even, okay. What'd you say? He shouldn't even have been still working there for your manager to say like hey if he makes you uncomfortable let me yeah. know and, and, and if you gotta give a warning he definitely should have been gone when hr like because hr contact all the women so when they contact me i was like well you know of course he he was white so um of course he probably ain't gonna say nothing to me i said but it's probably because i told him when he was telling his jokes to stop fucking touching me like don't and i'm a me i'm a flirter i touch people i like hugging this is me, but I, I I still ask like, oh, do you don't mind if I touch your, your shoulder, do you? And the dudes would be like, no, yeah. but I'm still gonna ask. Yeah. Like at the cigar bar last week, the dude' hair was long as my braids, and I was like, do you mind if I touch your hair? Like it's, it just seems like it's really soft, and he was like, yeah, go ahead. 
I was like, I just want to make sure, you know, you don't think nothing of it, but you have to ask these type of questions. And I don't know. I understand why people would be like, oh, why would you ask that? It's, it's just common courtesy. But no, some people aren't comfortable with you touching them yeah. or saying how to, or even hugging them. Yeah, you can't assume that this yeah. was somebody likes. Um, so the me too thing, like, yeah, I get it. But sometimes it can be a reach because somebody could just blandly be like, oh, you look nice today. You might have put on some clothes and they just saying you look nice and you taking it as, you know, they sexually harassing. And, you know, it's a definitely not trying to go down that right because it's definitely one of those things where it's subjective. So one person, you know, I could say something to somebody and mm-hmm. she takes it as flirting as somebody else. She takes it the same exact thing. She takes it as being because of how the person might be staring at her or looking at her. She, you know, like, yo, this dude is a creep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, that's a whole nother thing. But I just feel like a, a lot of guys nowadays, when it comes to dating, they use that as a crutch. Like, I don't even know how to approach you because of this and that. Like, nah, you just corny. Because if you just come up to them as, you know, just a regular person, hey, what's going on? Hi, my name is blah, 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 whatever. You know, you're probably going to get a, a, a regular, you know, a, a warm reception. You're not going to, you know, you don't have to do all of that and just not be corny, not be a creep. And they use that as a crutch when on dates, like, yeah, I can't even touch you like I, I want to. Like, why would why would you be touching somebody you just met like that without, Thank you. you know, like. You know, I'm I'm gonna say this, and this might make me sound corny. Like I've actually been on a date with a chick when I was back in New York, and at the end, of, you know, we you know end of the date gave a hug, you know, all that stuff. We went our separate ways, and everything. We were talking the next day, and she was like, "Yo, I don't know, like I just feel like you're not feeling me." And I'm like, "What you mean by that?" She was like, "Yo, because you weren't really up on me like that." And you know, this was like a couple years ago, but you know, it was a different time. But you know, I'm like. I'm respecting you. It's our first date. I can't be up all on you like that. And she was like, you know, but I, that's why I was, that's why I said some women like men. That's a little bit mm-hmm. more aggressive. And, you know, I fe- dropped the ball on that. I didn't pick up on it, but you know, we never, we didn't have much conversations before we went out on a date. So I didn't really know. So, and I'm like, I'd rather be looked at as like the cornball who wasn't, you know, picking up on her cues than the overzealous, you know, creep that's constantly touching on her but you know like we rectify that real quick i'm like all right bet so <laughs> yeah hey. we, you, i'm just you, saying all right you, i got the rebounding go we good yeah, I know you how got to the rebound because yeah. <laughs> i've had dudes ask me can i kiss you and that to me is a turn on okay yeah. And it, especially if you close to my face, like you like, can I? Yes, you can kiss me, sir. <laughs> You're like, I've been waiting for you to do it for the last five minutes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I wouldn't say it depends. Like me being handsy or whatever, like that. It means that we have had more than just a couple of conversations established. We have a level of comfortability with each other and we have started to have, you know, kind of those sexual talks, but it is within reason. You know what I mean? Not as soon as we start talking, do you talking about you want to suck my butt or something crazy? You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I like to hug. I am. I'm a hugger. It's just, it just comes naturally to me. But I have come across people who are not okay with that like they don't want you to hug them and so even in light of the me too movement movement it has 
made me ask for consent more regardless of who you are because like even like i said we the same gender uh, another one might not want me to touch her or hug her even though it's just a platonic hug it's not you know anything sexual she might not want me to touch her so it is important for you to have that conversation with people but like yeah if it's a man that i'm interested in or just a man just a, i don't i'm just a hugger like yeah i'm just I'm a hugger I mean, you know I mean somebody <laughs> on the first date you know i'm like going like can i get a you know can can i give you a hug and you know you give that like the the, the church yeah. hug like you're not gonna be grinding up on them and everything because you know you still want to be somewhat respectful even if you're like you know it's mm-hmm. one of those oh nice to meet you hugs and everything you're not gonna be all like your pelvis thrusting and shit just mm-hmm. give her like the nice little church hug where you know like the holy know. spirit could go between you know that type of shit i don't know <laughs> I don't, no, don't be giving me no church hug like yeah, saying, it's the say, first if it's the first date at the first date and you know we, we we're meeting up i'm like you know I, I i feel weird giving a woman a handshake so i'll ask if i could give you a hug don't give me no but, church hug if we yeah. have <laughs> it has to be some type of communication before yeah comfortability established so once we get to that first date don't be giving me no church act night no you ain't got me grinding up on my pelvis but a nice embrace yes yes we see a nice embrace there's nothing wrong don't be giving me no church absolutely not give me a nice embrace like i said you ain't got to get all grinding up for me and all the other you want to feel the strength of the embrace and everything (laughs) like oh this nigga got some muscles behind this. Exactly. Look, yes. My favorite you, you, quote. You, we here. We here. So you get us. You asking how much you can bench and shit? How, how much can you live? <laughs> That's my favorite. Like, like a dude will hug me or just a dude will be like, excuse me, ma'am. And it'll be like a, a, a secure, a security. How much can you live, sir? Oh, okay. All right. You know, quick side note, like I just I was in the gym today at work and I took a picture. I said to my homegirl back in New York of like the plates on the and the bench press. And I was like, yo, I'm finally getting back to what I used to do. And she was like, all right, when you could squat my weight one time, give me a call. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got you. Okay. I mean, hey. You better get to it. You better like, all right, I gotta stop doing bench press and start doing some squats. Put your back into it. Hey. (laughs) Uh, because I I did have a dude like Reese was like, no, if you want, give me a real hug. Don't give me no church hug. And he was like, you know, just it was a nice hug. And I was like, you smell good too. Listen, especially if he's taller than me. I'm hugging like this, you know. <laughs> yes, it's, yes, it's got to be the yes, girl. You you feel me? So this whole short man conversation we was having in the pregame. Yeah. I, I, well, I'm like, <laughs> we, oh, we chest to chest now. So like, I got like <laughs> you chest to chest. I'm trying to think, have I hugged anybody the same height? Because I'm five six. So and both of y'all are short. So well, I'm not that tall, but still, first I'm six all, feet. But still, first of all. Put put some put some respect on my height. Put some height, respect okay? on you. I got I'm five you. six. My bad. My bad. I'm five six. You know, I'm a little up there, but I'm the shortest woman out of everyone in my family, except for my child. Um, but a, a good hug and like consent, consent set the thing. tone. Yeah, and if you communicate and like I've had dudes say, um, "I'm not a kisser," but you asked me for a kiss. I thought you didn't. You wasn't a kisser. Like the wow. energy I'm getting for you yeah. from you makes me want to. So I could feel that too. And 
it's it, the energy, the vibe, and you know, like the conversation and all that stuff. But you know, I would say, I, I, and it's kind of a lost thing too, man. I love a feminine smelling woman, man. Like a lot of these women just it, I, and. Like you smell it like Hennessy and and a, and, a, and an ounce and shit. Like you know, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But it's just like I, you know, nothing, nothing beats a woman that smells really good, man. Like you know, like in that hug, you be like, damn, like yo, it make me want to, you know, like you know, definitely when y'all having that conversation, it adds to it because you smelling her and y'all vibing and everything. You be like, yo. And then, of course, now you start looking at her lips and all that shit. So you just be like, yo, I, yeah, I, I just want to kiss you right now and shit, you know? But, Listen, my work hubby gave me two really good good hugs last week. He smelled good. And I smell, I already know I smell good, but he hey. smelled good. Now, we wasn't church hugging either, but we wasn't <laughs> grinding or nothing like that yeah. either. But it was a nice embrace. He's only like maybe an inch or two taller than me. But yeah, it was a nice embrace. I was like, that's how you supposed to hug somebody. Yeah. Not no church hug. <laughs> but I, um, I can't I can't relate with the smelling like Hennessy in an ounce because <laughs> anybody that hugged me, they're like, damn, you smell good. What you got on? I got a, a variation of things that I got on. But I gotta keep a good perfume. You have to. Sidebar. Yes. Baccarat smells like Ariana Grande. Thank you, Nick. That's a subject for another day. That's a, that's a subject for another day. It was a good gift, but at the same time, yeah, but anyway. Um, I hear mixed reviews about that, and like, but one of my favorites that is that girl is YSL Libre. Let me tell you. I got it. Girl. I got girl. it. Is YSL Listen. Libre, is Burberry Her. Uh, Jimmy Choo, I want you. Uh, Gooch Laura, the part, the uh, pink one, and then like Baccarat smells good, but uh, I got it <laughs> on this on this couch. But Baccarat smells good, but it also smells like Ariana Grande. Thank. You. How do I okay. know what Ariana Grande? Thank you, Nick. Smell like because I bought it for my daughter. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard mixed reviews about the Baccarat, but um, but yeah, that YSO Libre is that girl. Let me tell you. Because at first I was just going to reserve it for dates, but the date's been very scarce. So I do wear it to work and it lasts all day long. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so next, um, and you had mentioned this as well, Reese, about how marriage has changed over the years. So this is from article for UVA magazine. Mm -hmm. Only about half of Americans are married now, down from 72% in 1960, according to census data. The age at which one first gets married has risen by six years since 1960, and now only 20% of Americans get married before the age of 30. The Pew Research Center recently found that about 40% of unmarried adults believe that marriage is becoming obsolete. So what I will say is that I have seen a lot of conversation about marriage and how we younger women, millennials, you know, we independent, strong Black women, we don't stay like how our granny stayed. And yep. we, if you actually had a conversation with a lot of your elders, they'll tell you they had no choice but to stay. And it's not because the relationship was healthy because Pop Pop then had a whole nother family <laughs> on the other side of town. But, but she stayed and because a lot of times they, you know, were housewives. 
They mm-hmm. took care of home, took care of the kids. So they didn't work, couldn't get a credit card to go into the seventies, couldn't apply mm-hmm. for credit. Like, um, you know, a credit score didn't become a thing until like the eighties. So we're older. Most of us are older than what a FICO score is. So when I think about how marriage has changed over time, most traditional marriages that I've seen is it has been like a, a one person income traditionally mm-hmm. and you know the wife you know was home taking care of the kids but in more recent years you started to see that there are two incomes in the household while also trying to raise children where then maybe the husband doesn't take care of all the bills maybe he takes care of the larger bills and the wife takes care of the smaller bills so it's really a mix of it but it's it's funny that i saw a clip not that long ago it was from the 60s when women started getting more into the workforce like transitioning out of being stay-at-home moms and wives and into the workforce and how men were intimidated by women starting to earn their own money and at times out earn them and here it is in 2022 and you still had those similar type of situations from men Specifically black men, because I don't care about white people, but specifically black men had an issue with that where it's like they want to penalize you, not only if you're an independent woman that wants to make your own money, you have your own money, then add on top of that being educated, that's an issue as well. They have an issue with that. So that's how I have seen like marriages change over the years where there are some spouses, the, the, the husband um, is not only intimidated by a woman, but they are threatened by their success and they'll sabotage it. Yeah. So with that, um, back as the kids say, back in the olden days, um, you had a lot of women who were staying because, um, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't afford to move about how they wanted to move about. Um, they stuck with uh, Willie because um, Willie was a provider. Willie give me what I want to uh, give, and I ain't gotta go to work. Um, Willie taking care of these kids. These kids taking care of like Willie this discipline them but when it comes to school meeting uh concerts parent teacher conference clothes boo-boos and all this other stuff willing and around but you know he provides the funds for it now women and i hate to say it like this but they doing it all like they going to the meetings they providing they doing it so it is that and then um i could do it by myself but a real woman really don't want to um, and then another thing that I'm seeing with marriages now are a lot of people are having open marriages. Um, they're open and not just in a bedroom sense, as in a social sense. Like you're open to, you can have a girlfriend or she can have a girlfriend or we can have a girlfriend, but um, it's certain boundaries to it. Back in the day, it really wasn't no, oh, there's this girlfriend type thing. Uh, but I've seen people back in the day, marriages were they're still married, but they live in different houses and he has a spouse and she got a spouse uh, or a partner. She got his partner. It's just now it's like, and then I feel like a lot of marriages are dependent on ceremony as opposed to a solid marriage um, is let me do this so I can share on these motherfuckers and let them know that he married me. Yep. But, you know, Jacob, you know, he, he, he got a baby with old girl. <laughs> This baby two months old. Like y'all been y'all been together for 10 years. I see it every day. Like, 
um, I was noticing that one of my Facebook friends, um, she's married to a guy, but he just celebrated a one year birthday with a baby. And they've been married for like 12, 13 years. Wow. That's not her baby. So, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I couldn't be one of them people that say me and um, my daughter's father, we were married. The other young lady got, got pregnant. So my daughter has a, you, now you knew, you knew that. I just don't talk. Yes, girl, ghetto. Anyway, um, but my daughter is a, a ghetto twin. Her and her sister the same age. If you see them, they look like twins. The 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 daughter look like she could be my daughter. That's how much they look alike. I wasn't sticking for that shit. And most women, uh, uh, you know, fight for it and be like, well, you know, I love him and I'm going to love his child the same. Don't get me wrong. I love this look. I love his other two daughters like they my own. They are like they my own. But, you know, that, that comes with it. But no, like that's where you want to be. You you didn't. I feel like if for you to step out on me, you, you couldn't have loved me. So stay there. But now mo- most women ain't going for it. But I do notice that some women still do. And I, I definitely agree with that sentiment. And, you know, we all know old you know like older couples that have you know like there's a second family you know like there's a some you know a bunch of you know a bunch of people show up at a funeral that you didn't know and that you find it you you find it out that that's the second family that's the second wife type you know whatever whatever that lived across town you know and you know like you said people just stuck around so you know it's one of those things where number in this situation like numbers don't tell the full truth like all right yeah there's less people married but it's the reason behind it is because people aren't sticking around just because like yo you step out on me i'm gonna i'm gonna get um, you know we're gonna get divorced because i could i could fend for myself so a lot of women are now just being like i'm not i don't have to take this because they could so you know they could survive there's resources for them back in it like you said back in the days they didn't have much option they had to basically stay and take it you know, you have some that like they had if they had family, they could go back to or whatever. But nowadays, women ain't taking that. So, yeah, it's saying like 50 percent of you know people nowadays are married. Yeah. And it's because of now I could live without being married. Mm-hmm. I don't need the man to sign for the credit card. I can't you know, I don't need to have a husband to, to be able to get a house, you know, that type of stuff. So, you know, and, you know, there's, you know, obviously inverse of that where men, you know, all that stuff, too. But it's in this case like yeah that number isn't really indicative of like a decline in love it's just like women are getting stronger and more independent and just like you know what i don't have to take this shit i'm out you know so that number is a little bit you know misleading at at, at if, if taken at face value yeah so also this is um, an article for advice.com. Common changes that may occur in a marriage are romance, time management, communication breakdowns, couples go out on fewer dates after they are married, couples begin to lose their connection after marriage, and finances. So those are some really big heavy hitters for the the changes in marriages over time so even with the time management and going out on fewer dates especially if you once you start having children a lot of times maybe couples aren't aren't able to you know manage 
their time better, where they make time for each other because they're so committed to taking care of their family. Everything, they're a family unit now. They're not thinking about what each other person needs and communication. A lot of relationships and marriages suffer because there's a breakdown in communication. And why is that? Like, how do you get to a point where you're not communicating as much with your spouse? And also finances is a huge situation. Number one. And that is a, a conversation that you should have prior to getting married. So if your finances are not the greatest, you need to be honest with your soon to be spouse. You need to let them know of the debt that you have, that yep. you're either working through, or maybe the student loans you don't plan on paying back, something. You need to have that conversation, but finances can definitely be a breakdown in the marriage. So these are you know, some really great perspectives that we are adding to the conversation about how we've seen marriages change over the years. And also with Reese mentioning about open marriages being now something more of the norm for some couples. Some people choose to open up their marriage after there has been some infidelity. And 9.5 times out of 10 is not going to work. Because even if you have an open marriage, it still requires you to have a level of trust, accountability, and respect for your spouse and you know the person that either you're dating or y'all are dating. So in this article for Psychology Today, people mention reasons for infidelity are they fell out of love, they're seeking variety, and feeling neglected were, the, were some of the most common reasons for why they uh, cheat on their significant other or their girlfriend or boyfriend. This is followed by situational forces. We love a good situationship, y'all. <laughs> a desire to raise self-esteem and ooh, the type. <laughs> uh, but 20% of men and 30% of women reported having sex with someone other than their spouse while married. Among adults under 30 who aren't married, 11% of women committed infidelity as opposed to 10% of men. 44% of men who've cheated said it was only about sex, while 11% of women reported the same. So let's get into this hot topic of infidelity and also side chicks, where side chicks or mistresses, jump offs, et cetera, et cetera. At one time, they were quiet. They was in the background. They were okay getting that little bit of money or whatever, getting taken care of. But now they want not only the wife to know about them, but they want the world to know about them. And it seems that in relationships and marriages today, not only with just sachets, but with just with infidelity in particular, that should be the norm. That is something that you should expect and that you should be able to get through or get over. Because you're not, you're not getting through it, but get over it. Like it's, it should be more acceptable now for you to deal with infidelity. It's just a part of relationships and marriage now. And side chicks is just a, a thing. I mean, it happens. Like I'm only human. You know, it's becoming more acceptable now than what it was maybe 20 plus years before, where you didn't hear about the side chick. Some people knew about one. <laughs> but now they want to be very explicit in the that they do with your husband or your significant other. 
So let's chat on that. You know, I just a joke on it, but it's you know, you didn't find out about the side chick till she show up at the funeral and with, with the kids and stuff and you know, but nowadays and you know, a lot of people are chasing clout and chasing notoriety and stuff. So a lot of people want the, the you know, want to be known. So like Reese said earlier about, you know, he married me. It's it's about the ceremony and the ring. You know, it's like a status symbol. Like, yeah, I know he's fucking with everybody in the in the in the neighborhood, but he chose me to put a ring on it. And they look at it as like a badge of honor, right? But now like size chicks are like, yeah, he chose you and all that stuff, but he's still over by me. And it's it's just like this petty war back and forth and all that stuff. And it's just like it, it, not to sound like like I'm selling the fellas, but like like ladies, why are y'all dealing with that? Like that's not that doesn't look good on either one of y'all to be bragging like yeah i know he's fucking you but he put a ring on my finger you sound stupid it ain't it ain't even that uh i i've and not that i was a side chick i was actually uh, again this is with i'm being transparent and open this is with my daughter's father the other one was like um before I had told anyone I was pregnant, she was like, and I got something that you will never have, and that's his baby. Bitch, he fucking with both of us. I think we should be his ass. But <laughs> I'm thinking like that. I think we should be his ass. And so I'm not that whole oh well, he married me type shit. Cool. Like you, you it, it hold a little bit of weight. Cause if he gets sick, then that's gonna be your problem. Yeah. Um if he happened to die, okay, I can't go to the funeral. But at the same time, it's like you got him disrespected, and that's cool with you. Like you liked it. That's this. That's what you yeah. like. No. Um. And, and like T said, they you want to be known now. Um. For the record, is this on? This is on. Okay. <laughs> the only side chick. Uh. The only side chick I'm willing to be is for Idris Elba. So Idris Elba, if you're looking for a side chick, I'm openly available. Um. Also um lebron james um if you and savannah want a side chick i am openly available um dm me if you're interested um but anyway i'm not down for being nobody's second fiddle um i've never been one to want to play um a side chick now don't get me wrong back in my older days um I probably fucked with a nigga who had somebody. I didn't know it at first. Once I found out it was more of a pay me. But um, I've grown, so that's not me anymore. Uh, but even then, when it was like pay me, it was like, oh, okay, well, you will never hear from me. That's just me, but whatever. I've grown. But um, a, a lot of women are willing to hear okay, I got this situation at home, what you going to deal with it? If you give her the option, nine times out of 10, they may choose it. Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10. But if you giving a woman the option, she'll feel more empowered and as opposed to you like just pushing her into that situation. Because like you said, you don't find out a lot of, a lot of men have side families until the funeral and we were talking like what we were talking about in the pregame and all that stuff like yo you 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 put shit out on the table like you said some mm-hmm. people are with the shits and they're just like yo I I I know what I'm getting myself into and I know how to prepare myself emotionally and all that stuff right and you know how to act accordingly like all right you know, instead of lying, like, oh, I'm going, I go to bed early at eight o'clock. Like if you tell like, yo, I got a shorty, she might be like, all right, cool. I ain't going to call you too late. You know, like mm-hmm. some people are with the shits. And I will say though, just as many, because it did say that 11% of women, you know, say that 
they cheated and 10% was men. So, you know, there's a narrow, there's a slim lead they all got there. Like, there's just as many side niggas out there, but you know what? We keep our mouth shut. Not That's all the different. Not all of nowadays. Them. Like <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> niggas like, is funny style. Niggas is out here on some some not, hate these a B word, but a lot of these niggas on some bitch shit. But you know, these niggas is different. But you know, back then, you know, or you know, the ones I know, like if if you meet a chick, you might not ne- ever ask her if she got a man. But you know how she move, you know, like all right, you know, shorty got a man, so you just right. play your part because you're getting the benefits without everything, you know. So, but dudes, just like you said, like they're they're on IG posting selfie videos talking about yo, I'm coming to you as a man type shit, like. Nigga, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah so, niggas, niggas yeah. is out here funny stuff, man. Yeah, some men uh, that they'll have terms and agreements for the situation or whatever the case may be, and the woman will agree to it, but then they start to catch feelings, and then they start yeah. to feel some type of way because mm-hmm. they don't want to be boyfriend number two no more. They want to be the main, and she like, nah, player. I told that's you, not what we agreed starts. to. Yeah. Yes. So full transparency. I was a side chick. I, even though I didn't call myself one, it was what it was. And that person lied to me at first. Um, and then I found out the truth. And because I, my self-esteem was in the gutter and I did not care, I still continued to be whatever he needed me to be. And he never had a conversation with me that, oh, well, I'm going to leave this situation. We're going to be together. I just imagined that in my head that, hey, after all this time, it's going to happen. And when that situation ended, he didn't choose me. (laughs) And then we were still hooking up or whatever the case may be. And then he decided to start a new situation that was not with me. So that was a, a very interesting time of my life. But it's because I didn't care. I didn't take into account how I was contributing to destroying that family unit with, you know, him. I didn't care. I I wanted what I wanted from out of him and he wanted what he wanted from out of me. But who was left in the the dust? Me, you know, to, to deal with all of those hurt emotions and wasted time. So I'm not surprised, but I am surprised to see that women, uh, outnumbered women by 1% as far as cheating. But what I will say is that a lot of women are smarter yeah. about so their Yeah, so it could be way more than 11. It's just that they, we will never know. Because, yes, because um, some women going to take it to their grave. They ain't saying nothing. Some women going to take it to their grave and low-key them work husband. <laughs> Fellas, I'm going to say yeah. this. Send flowers to her job. and me are very platonic, so it ain't nothing ever going to happen. I, oh, oh, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you got a lot of them. You, you, because I got to work husband now. That man cooks me breakfast every morning, okay? Like I, I said, fellas, send flowers to her job. If she don't take it home, she hiding somebody. <laughs> me. I'm just yeah, saying. Because yeah. she don't know who it's from. Don't put, don't put your name on it. Just send her flowers. And if she brings it home, you know you're the only one. I ain't nobody sending me flowers. So I'm hating. But anyway, <laughs> but while I'm sitting here like you start thinking about it, right? To my, to my job. Hmm. So, uh, what I will say is that some of the reasons for why people choose to um, be unfaithful to their significant other and spouse 
be some BS because it's it's as simple as a communication breakdown between y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to have a conversation with each other so that y'all can get on the same page. And if y'all can't get on the same page and they're still not satisfying you, whether you emotionally cheated or you physically cheated, then it's it's time for y'all to have a conversation. Do y'all need to go y'all separate ways? But it's not fair to your significant other and your spouse for you to step out on them continuously mm-hmm. to fulfill your own selfish desires. It's just, that's just never cool. And this is coming from someone, like I said, even though I didn't call myself when I most definitely was one, um, it just wasn't cool for him to do that at that time. He should have just walked away. Yeah. I ain't gonna say I was like, like I said, once I found out that they was like in the relationship, it was like, you got to pay me. And see that. And that's another thing with the self-esteem. I wasn't thinking I wasn't using my antennas because I could have been getting some bread from out of all of that. I wasn't thinking. (laughs) Pay me to be quiet. We ain't know each other back then. So I was saying, pay me to be quiet. (laughs) But now I don't even have the energy for it. Um, I've been in relationships with dudes or been talking to dudes or dating dudes and I have a woman call my phone or uh find me on social media and, and I'm with the shit so you want to sit here and call me bitch I ain't know nothing about you I I was dating this man yeah and his ex-wife and I know it was his ex-wife because I saw paperwork I'm nosy I'm a nosy bitch look I need to see the paperwork I need to see your driver's license. I don't need to know your real first and last name and your address if I'm finna be sleeping with you. This this just me. If you don't like it, then you you don't deserve none of this. Uh, so she called me, was like, yeah. And how you feel messing with a man who's been um who's been divorced for um almost two years? And I know you, I know you got a daughter. Is that his daughter? I was like, it is. And what you gonna do about it? Y'all divorced now, girl. What you gonna do about it? She was like, and so that's how you feel. You feel like that's okay. You got my son making him um lunch. I said, well, he was over here with us. So I decided to make him lunch to take to school with him. If I made my child lunch, I'm gonna make your child lunch to take to school with them. Why would I be rude like that? This boy ain't never been. I ain't I wasn't over there. I made him lunch at my house. And when I uh went to take the daddy lunch, I took the son lunch. Look. Uh, don't call me on no Barbara and Shirley type shit. Cause I ain't it. And so he, she went back and told him, he was like, you told her I did. Cause why the fuck was she calling me? If y'all divorced, what's going on? I only had one incident where this was in college. Same person, by the way, so that goes to show how my history was with this. One. But anyway, some girl called me from a black number. She was threatening me and all this other stuff. I was like, really over community dick? You really threatening me, girl? So, of course, because I am from where I am, I had kept that head on the swivel as soon as I walked up out the building because you ain't about to catch me off guard because we, we can knuckle right in the middle of campus. But I, I never found out who the person was. It didn't get to to that me being physical but i was ready because i'm like i carried a straight razor on me up until my junior year of college i didn't i do not play them games but um i carried a straight razor but i had a little 22 (laughs) it didn't well i was on college campus i could handle real weapons so um you know it, it didn't result to getting physical but that's the only time i've had somebody come to me as a woman um about i've definitely had that shit where some nigga called my phone and 
I re- it, it's, it's such a weird thing that I still remember this shit. I'm walking from the train station back in Brooklyn and somebody called my phone on that shit. And I'm like, bro, you sound like a clown right now. But like you said, Reese, I was with this shit. So I'm like, I honestly didn't even know who you was talking about. But I'm like, I bet we going to play this game. So I'm like, you know, I'm hyping him up. And he's like, yo, I'm going to come see you. I'm like, yo, I bet I'm in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Come come through. I, I and- hate a. I, I'm, what, yeah. what you yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm where I'm at. Come through. And, you know, the, you know, the conversation took a different tone after that, but I'm just like, bro, you sound like a clown right now. Like, you know, but you know, most, I would say like most New York dudes, right. At some point we were somebody side nigga and we didn't even know it. Like New York chicks be also on a different level. I will say growing up like in the nineties and shit, early two thousands, it was a different level, like, you would, you know, so, you know, we, that's a part of life, like, you just didn't know, and, you know, like I said, you pay attention, if you see Shorty moving different, like, you're like, oh, okay, she must have a man or something, that's why she, you know, she she can't call you back after, like, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock and shit like that, you know, you don't hear from her, you know, she'd be like, good night at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> like, what, bitch, I don't you got know, a curfew? Because I, I'll be laying I'm saying, now this, all right, this, this, this so, okay, let me not, let me not, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's certain little things, it might not be 100% accurate, but you pick up on certain shit, like, all right, that that's mad sus know. right there. So I was out here living foul, so I mean, hey, that's I... why that's why y'all don't. That's why it's only eleven percent because y'all <laughs> smart about it. I I ain't never, <laughs> I, and I had a work husband a few, and it didn't always it didn't always lead to penetration. That's what okay, I'm, okay. So, but. I never knew about them having, you know, relationships at home or whatever. Because again, I'm not one of them or whatever. Um, I've definitely like side-eyed, side-eyed a few. So what, what's really going on? I, I fell for once the whole me and my baby mama not together, but we live together <laughs> shit. I fell for that one. Um, nothing serious, but I definitely fell for it. I've had somebody call and play on my phone, like you said, T, and it's like, girl, he's sleep. And th- that's how that's just me. Like, hello. Uh-huh. And um, I know he over there. Girl, he sleep. Call him back in about an hour, but he'll be back up. <laughs> or like just <laughs> I, I need to grow grow up because just making noises <laughs> in the phone, like, uh get get up her, get your face up because she wants you on the phone. See what she wants. Stuff like that. But, and then, and necessarily sometimes I wouldn't, one time it happened, I wouldn't even mess with no dudes. Like after I had my daughter, I, I was talking to one guy, I was a one guy, but we weren't like serious like that. But I knew that it wasn't him because he was like straight, he was really straightforward. So I don't know who this girl was, but, and I know you messing with him. Girl, he is sleep. Call us back tomorrow around nine or 10 and we'll be up and we can discuss it. <laughs> what you mean? What you mean? Girl, look, i <laughs> So rounding out this episode, um, it's not in the notes, but I had mentioned about uh, these male-dominated podcasts. <laughs> yes, we are podcasters, Reese and myself. However, uh, a lot of the topics and things that male-dominated podcasts discuss are asinine. Mm. Um, they come from a very bitter place, but niggas, gender neutral, take that as law. Mm-hmm. So there was a clip that, again, Reese had sent to us a couple weeks ago about this man going on a tangent talking about how women give their best years 
to toxic niggas. And then after being used up, then they want to settle down with a, a decent man. And I'm like, used up? Are we a car? Like the way that some men describe women is really ridiculous. And what do you mean give our best years to toxic men? Because a lot of us were just toxic as hell, regardless of who we were, especially when we were younger. Man. We were just toxic together. So to younger say younger as in like six years ago. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not being specific, <laughs> but younger. But yeah, it's just like I don't understand why there's so many male-dominated podcasts that are in women's business. Like, that's all they do is discuss women, our eyebrows. Our, I hate that men know what edges are. Tag our me edges. Leave outs. Tag me in when you done. Braids. Like, <laughs> nails. Like, why are you women's business? Like, why does why does that concern you? But like I was saying about this conversation that this man, I mean, and he was real passionate about the conversation, but to equate women as he calls damaged goods, are we a, a, a dented up can of string beans? Like, I just don't get it because <laughs> it goes back to a lot of the misogyny of men that believed that more partners a woman has, she ain't got no walls. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I gotta see when you get through. I'm gonna see when you get through. Just like dumb shit like that when we were younger, that men really put like they go into adulthood believing that, and then they have this mentality about women. And regardless if you correct them, they they're not convinced. They got their mind made up that it's good that you are all used up because you gave your better years to a toxic man in your youth. So. <clears throat> First, I want to tap in on uh, men being in women's business. What I do with my hair, my nails, my clothes, any of that has nothing to do with you. I hear a lot. Um, I'm not going to say I hear a lot. Dudes like approach me and be like, yeah, I'm feeling you, but your nails too long. Then I ain't the woman for you because my nails don't stop me from nothing. If you know me, you know that my nails have been long. I mean, I wear short nails too, but my nails have been long since I was about 15 16 years old so they don't stop me from doing anything and i used to work on cars so that stops me from doing absolutely nothing my braids right now are to my knees i had a man tell me what two weeks ago he was like and i um the last time i saw your nails was long. i told you i didn't like that i said and you didn't pay for it either buddy you 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 didn't send the cash app or or drop no cash off for it either buddy or right, your braids is too long why your braids got to be that long because they on my head and you don't have no hair on your head so why are you worried about me do not worry about me at all you're not paying for it you're not funding it you do not have to sleep sleep with it or see it every day why does it matter and why do y'all know about edges anyway when half of y'all don't have no hair half of them do not have no hair or your hair lining is always in russia and you in the last <coughs> stay out of women's business just like um the whole um and, and this this kind of like side getting off track or whatever like the whole roe versus way like you niggas need viagra and shit but then y'all don't want to pay for the kids that y'all got her. I'm going to leave that shit alone because it's going to piss me off. But anyway. And then going to, um, what else did you say, T? You said them being in the business. And what was the last thing you just said? Because there was something else too. I was talking about um, that clip that you had sent us a couple of weeks ago about that. 
men at the picnic table um, and podcast equipment talking about women used can up. get their better years. Oh, okay. To to men. There we go. The better years being used up. It's in my middle start my uh middle class thirties. Why does it matter with how many people I done slept with? If you're in your thirties, you should know that um the vagina goes back to its original size. We push our babies that are sometimes ten pounds, and the vagina is tight as a virgin. Find you something to do. Go go enroll into a community uh a community class. And, and learn about the woman's anatomy because you you don't know it. you don't got it you get on a microphone you get on a screen and you just start saying shit out the side of your damn head meanwhile y'all be out here being toxic too you got six different baby mamas eight different kids out of the eight different kids four of these kids are the same age then you going from job to job because you don't want them taking out child support because you can be an active father. Another thing that I see is um, I see backlash with uh, Kiki Wyatt, but I don't see the same backlash with uh, Nick Cannon. Because at this point, he's just a, a, a walking sperm bank. Like, he's just a walking... And he's not cute, but never mind. Uh, he's <laughs> just that. He out here disturbing women's pH. And then they having then, sex with them without no condom and talking and then, about women's uh women's hygiene. I was like, you and then these bitches don't like it. each other. It ain't like you, they all on the same boat. They don't like each other. They don't like each other. So who's really being the toxic one here? And then don't get me started on y'all got mommy issues. So who who really is unkept around her? Un- unpack your mommy issues so that I don't have to treat you like a baby. I don't know. I look. I I don't really listen. I was listening to male podcasts until recently, and I sent it to T. Uh, I was listening to a podcast from a dude from my hometown, and he said that if a woman twerks, she's a hoe. If she twerks, she's a hoe. Um, what was it? it? Was if she twerks, she's a hoe. It was just a lot of stuff in this life, so. If I'm with my friends and we having a girls' night and I'm twerking, I'm a hoe. Yeah, because I mean, what else do you what else do you have? Or um is misleading. You letting everybody know what you have because I'm twerking. Okay. Or um another thing he was like, he's never dated before, but you've been married before. So how you how you married? What? But but then at the same time, this is the same man that went on social media and in the Facebook group said that being married was the worst thing he's ever done. And the wife was in the Facebook group. Wow. She should have shot the nigga. Um, but <laughs> O'Neal, like, would you like to chime so, in? Yeah, let me just... Alright, I'm going to preface this and say that there might be a whole lot of hate behind Tread lightly. Yeah. Tread lightly. <laughs> I, I might get a whole bunch of like, damn, I can't believe that nigga said that shit. But I'm going to start off by saying this, right? The, the biggest key to all of this is women re- need to realize that a lot of men out there don't like women. And that's what it boils down to at its core. Like a lot of men out there like what a woman can do for them, like how a woman can make them feel physically and sexually, but at their core, they don't like women as a person, right? And that is where a lot of it um, stems from. So you will hear all this hate and vitriol coming from these men and you'd be like, damn, like you know it's all pure hate 
Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times it's even worse where some of them don't even see them as like possibly equals, like y'all ain't on my level type shit and whatever, right? I don't listen to none of these niggas. All of these niggas sounds like some 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 funny style bitches to me. And you know, it it just like like you said, like niggas stay out of women business, man. I understand it's one thing to have conversations about relationships and I don't feel comfortable having a conversation about women and women issues if there's no women present. Like, this is not a conversation we're about to have because we don't, you know, like you need the other side of the, you know, because we can, what we're seeing from our perspective is completely different from what a woman experiences or what she sees from her perspective, right? It's like if a bi woman dates a woman, you know, it's a, it's different how that woman reacts to her versus if she dates a man. Like it's it's just the it's just different perspective for for a different situation. These niggas out here talking about edges and eyebrows and all that stuff, and I'm not a fan of some of the styles that women. And my whole thing is, I just don't like that. Like ninety percent of the women look the same. Eyebrows, I mean, eyelashes, the makeup, all that stuff. A lot of times they look the same. That's my only issue with all of that. Other than that, I don't give a fuck. I'm the like, ID like, look. Yeah. I'm like, do you, does she look good? Is the personality good? All that stuff. That's all I care. I'm like, these niggas talking about weaves and all that stuff. And the other part of it is a lot of these dudes say a lot of these things. They're trying to control women, right? And it's, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's just funny to me. I, 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 you know, whenever I hear, like, you see some of these clips, you know, they're trying to get their podcast to take off. So they say clickbait type shit to get people riled up. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, so it could go viral and get shared around and like, oh, let me see what this nigga said this week or whatever. None of these, a lot of, let me not say none, because that's too final. A lot of these niggas don't even deserve a, like two minutes of your time listening to the shit that they say, because a lot of times they aren't educated enough on any subject to objectively speak about it, you know, and they haven't lived enough to talk about it via like their life experience and shit. How can you be married and not, and never been on a date? That shit just sounds stupid as fuck to me. And, you know, I don't know, homie. I don't know his life or whatever, but that just sounds ass backwards. Like, how do you, ma- and like, shorty, how do you marry somebody that never took you out? Like, like it goes it's both settling. ways. I'm just like, settling, what? settling. Like, so it's, it's just like, I I, I don't want to sound like I'm beating down on, on dudes and all that stuff. But, you know, ladies, take a look at just like the dudes that you surround yourself with and how they talk about women and really pay attention. Not just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's saying the nice things that you want to hear and he buying you this and all that stuff. Pay attention to how he talks to you mm-hmm. and you will see that, yo, nigga don't really like me. You know, he likes what I could do for him. You know, so that's how a lot of these niggas come off to me. They just come off as woman hating and all that stuff. And, and I'm going to say this and, and corny. But, you know, with the reason why they get so much attention and so many views or clicks or whatever, sometimes some of the stuff they say, you know, have a grain of truth in it. So people are like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they latch on to that. But Overall, man, like, yo, this shit is detrimental, especially in the black community, man. Like, you start talking down on, you know, black women and shit, and it just goes downhill, and shit just gets real, real weird and real funny, and it, it's nothing good is going to come come of it, because, you know, I don't know what their end goal is. Like, are they trying to highlight this so that men don't ever talk to women or what is the end goal here like what are you trying to prove with this conversation are you trying to get women to better themselves then offer solutions not just point out 
like, yeah, y'all, y'all twerking is some whole behavior. Like have sub, you know, substantive conversations, not just y'all, y'all chicks are hoes. Like, nah, that shit is, that shit is weird, man. That's my little two cents on that. Yeah. You, you raised, um, Reese mentioned something that is true that some women are going to tolerate that because they want to be partnered with someone. So they will compromise what they know is right just to say that they have someone. And some people can't don't operate. Want to be alone. In life with, yeah, they don't want to be alone. And the same thing for men. Like a woman might not be putting you down, but if there are certain things that you you know, require in romantic partnership and you're not getting it for the sake of saying that you got a lady, then you're doing yourself a big disservice. So we say all that to say, uh, go touch grass, male dominated podcast, because y'all topics are old and tired. And a lot of y'all content y'all get from social media, specifically Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I I just want y'all to do better. I don't have any intention of listening to a male-dominated podcast unless it is about like music, like Quest Love Supreme. I do enjoy that podcast very much. I like so. Drink Champs, but Nori is a little or yeah. I got I, I gotta I gotta admit that Nori got something good like i can't believe i sat down for three hours and watched a b2k interview on youtube and wa- but i watching that shit no it was, it was <laughs> i watched patty labelle that's yes what, that's, that's what, what made, made me watch it but yeah. he, he has a good thing going with that so i don't mind you know something like that he just gotta cut down or eat have the clapping the clapping and the yelling turn it down or no the volume i gotta turn my sound bar down when i it's watch it it's so loud yes so um he gotta uh-huh. start breaking up the interviews and that's what quest Love started doing because at first when quest Love started out his podcast was that long i'm like no you gotta do more than one part because i'm starting to lose my attention span is is mm-hmm. short now i can't do it but i i wanted the tea so that's why i sat down and watched all three hours of that b2k interview but like unless it's podcasts like that where you're interviewing a, a, a music a musician then i'm interested but anything like as far as like relationships stuff like that i'm not interested in listening to anything like that sidebar y'all watch carisha please uh-uh hey y'all gotta watch carisha please she that's said she want to be the black oprah she probably meant urban. I'm going to give her urban. She probably meant urban Oprah. No, she meant what she said. Cause she, she, she probably meant urban Oprah. Uh-uh, boo. No, she meant exactly what she said. She wants to be the black Oprah because Oprah just started associating her blackness yeah. with who she is as a person, just like in recent years. But before, when she first started, she said white supremacists on her show saying nigger and all that other crazy stuff. Oh, but yeah, I remember that when we was little. She's just uh, now identifying with her southern upbringing. So, Carisha knew what she was saying. Like when when y'all when y'all get time, just watch Carisha please and I need y'all <laughs> to report back to the group chat and tell me what you thought. You too uh light skinned Jamaican, okay? <laughs> Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up O'Neill we thank you for joining us in this conversation about you know how relationships have changed over time infidelity and side chicks and not sure if, if you want people to find you on social media you know you want to drop your social media handles where can people find you I'm I'm all over social media 
I'm just yeah. I I, I you can find me on IG, um, light skin Jamaican too, because my first one got deleted. But uh, but yeah, light skin Jamaican too. I'm I'm on there. It's nothing personal on there. I'm just on there acting a fool. Um, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I'm the and to touch like the only podcast I really listen to is Neil deGrasse Tyson. So you know, I'm I'm on some nerd shit. So most of my the shit I listen to are it's you know nerd shit. So. But yeah, Lightsy in Jamaica too, memes and bullshit and all that stuff. That's that's the type of shit I'm on social media. I don't take social media seriously. So yeah. Okay. And um you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Kirby Vixen. Uh where can they find you at T? You can find me on Twitter at T the Gem. You can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gem. We thank you guys for tuning in to our latest episode we hope enjoy and we will see you next month see you next month bye